Here we are, folks. Guess what? No theme song yet again. Something happened with the old one, and nothing's happening with the new one yet. But I got a great show lined up. Battlefield Fight League 54 main event fighter Cole Smith will join the show in just a few minutes right after I talk about my sponsor, The Blazer's Choice. Make sure you check them out at theblazerschoice.com. They've got everything you need. But if you're not sure about buying weed online, The Blazer's Choice is not your average Canadian mail-order marijuana site. They are a group of growers, extractors, activists, medical marijuana patients, and longtime cannabis business owners who have been in the cannabis industry for over a decade, much before the current green rush in Canada started. So why choose them? The Blazer's Choice ships the highest quality medical marijuana, shatter, oil, marijuana edibles, cannabis terpenes, and more discreetly in a smell-proof package Canada-wide. So save your cash. Save your traffic time. Hit up theblazerschoice.com for all your cannabis-related needs delivered straight to your door. Right after this, I will be joined by the coal train, Cole Smith. So... I was going to head to jujitsu tonight. It's snowy down here in the lower mainland, but I figured I needed to get a guest on the show, and that I did. Battlefield Fight League bantamweight champion Cole Smith joins the show. It's the first time we've had him on Sucker Radio. We have, however, done video interviews and whatnot with him previously following his championship fights. Cole, thanks for joining me today, man. Yeah, no problem, man. I've been wondering when you're going to have me on here. Finally, <laughs> I think you and Jeez. your brother, you and your brother both, uh, Casey hounds <laughs> me all the time. It, when, when are you going to get my guys on, man? <laughs> yeah, yeah, putting it on you a bit. Finally, well, well we're here now, so you're here, and uh, you got a fight coming up, uh, Carlos Galvan. Uh, interesting way they set this fight up. They basically gave him the title shot following his past fight. Your brother was at that fight. You were not. You were in Vegas with uh, Jeremy J.B.C. Kennedy, correct? Yeah. Yeah, I was out there for about a week with him, helping him get ready for his fight. So it was pretty cool. Nice. But So your brother had a chance to see this Carlos guy fight at BFL 53. Uh, what what did he tell you about him? Did he, did he give you any insight? Because, I mean... It's not too often that a guy goes in there, especially an American, comes into the Canadian promotion and gets granted a title shot after his first performance. Like, we don't necessarily see that too much up here. Yeah, I mean, uh, he told me a bit about him. I got, I watched, I watched the uh, Battlefield pay per view, so I did get to watch the fight. Um, it was a good fight, you know. He's a t- he looks like he's a tough, scrappy guy, long left-handed striker. So, you know, when two strikers fight, it's always a, it's always a compelling fight. So, yeah, it should be good. It should be interesting. He looked like a tough game opponent. We'll get into that a little bit later, but I want to go back since this is your first time on the podcast. Uh, my listeners might not know exactly who you are. We don't really get into that when we're talking. Um, on video interviews and whatnot. So let's go back. You made your amateur debut quite a while back, uh, probably like five years ago now, I guess. Something like that. What got you into the sport of mixed martial arts? Um, well, you know, just with like the, 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 the fad that came out, you know, everyone was kind of getting into it at one point, uh, you know, and then 
I was an athlete. I played sports my whole life. And then my, my older brothers were always beating the shit out of me. So I had to try to figure something out. So I, we moved up to Squamish and there wasn't much to do up here. You know, it's either you, it's either you're, you're partying or you're, you're doing something active, you know? So, um, there was like a local jujitsu gym up here and then I, I just started doing some classes and then, uh, it just kind of took off from there. So you said you, you grew up playing sports. Did you grow up in, in the lower mainland area? Yeah, I was born and raised in South Vancouver. I went to John Oliver high school. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I played, I played on the, on the football team out there. I played on BC basketball team. I was on all the top soccer teams, you know, but those sports just weren't really cutting it for me. I didn't like passing the ball that much, you know, <laughs> I was kind of a, a ball hog and all that. So I wanted to be in more of a, my own sport, you know, for sure. And and you said you, the jujitsu club is what you got you interested. You, you started things off with BJJ and then, and then progressed to MMA. Where, where did the MMA side of things come into play or the kickboxing and boxing and whatnot? Because was there a boxing or kickboxing club up there that, that you were able to utilize? Not really. It was just jujitsu twice a week, and there was like taekwondo. It was that? It was it was actually at a taekwondo gym up here. Um, and then I was just my my older brother Cody was was into it for a long time before I started, and and then uh, you know once I started ju- doing jujitsu, I asked the coach if we could do some striking, and then we kind of messed around and did some striking every now and then, and then I joined one of those tournaments, you know, the BCIT tournaments. Yeah, yeah. I did one of those kickboxing tournaments and then, uh, and then, and then I just kind of fell in love with it. I think I came in second or something in one of those tournaments. And then I started traveling down to the city to train at dynamic with my brother Cody. And then I've just been at training ever since. And then, so the whole thing came about, you guys, you know, you have sound MMA up there now or the sound martial arts and that's, you know, your brother Casey and, and you guys up there doing wicked stuff in Squamish. When did that sort of come about that you guys decided to, to start that club? Uh, yeah. I mean, our gym has been quite successful in the short amount of time that we've been open. Um, I was actually in Thailand at the time and my brother was training at one of the, 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 the gym that I started off here at, he was training there and it just, things weren't really working out. You know, there was no investment in the club. And then, there was a couple other local guys who wanted a better jujitsu scene up here. So they all kind of teamed up and just started the gym. And then once I got back from Thailand, then I was more uh, part of the team. But uh, yeah, I mean, we've done, we've done real well considering we've only been open for about a year and a half. You know, we produced a bunch of champions. We got more people fighting for belts. All of our fights are always big fights. So we've done pretty good. Yeah, it's impressive because, I mean, if people out there don't know, Squamish is not the biggest of towns. No. No, it's it's it's, it's a pretty small little town, and the sport wasn't very big at all when I first started. You know, it took a long time for the ball to get rolling. And then uh, we picked up a couple young prospects, and then we just stuck on them and kept training them. And now we got guys like Gwen Berry and, and Jamie Horth, you know, making her pro debut, and Gwen fighting for the for the belt, and... Yeah, it's nonstop action up here. It's pretty nice now. Yeah, that's really cool, man. I, I applaud you guys for that for sure. So you made your amateur debut. You fought, what was it, uh, seven times, eight times as an amateur. You yeah. started off with you know three-fight win streak, bounced with a couple of losses, and then win and then loss and, and whatnot. Your your record as an amateur was not the greatest. What made you no. turn to pro? 
right after that loss? Uh, well, I mean, my record's not the greatest when when you are just looking at it, but if you really think about it, I mean, the one loss on there was due to a headbutt, yeah. you know? So, yeah. I mean, in the fight that I was winning, I don't know if you can count that as a loss, it's up to you. Uh, the second fight, you know, it was against one of Asia's, the, Asia's number one amateur. He's still undefeated, and it was a close fight, you know. And then the third loss, I, I fought two weight classes up against the champion on two weeks' notice in a very close fight, you know. So it, it doesn't really tell you much of a story when you just look at the record. For sure. I myself but, uh, am not saying that. I've watched all of your battlefield performances, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm, I'm just, saying I'm, I'm just from stating. a record yeah, standpoint. Yeah, I'm just dating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then uh so you know um you know fighting christian that was a big fight for me that was a i learned a lot in that fight and then uh, i mean i went out back out to thailand for a little bit and then had some fights out there and then i just i felt that was ready for pro so i turned pro and it's been good ever since let's talk about that you did make your pro debut in thailand right I did, yeah, I did make my pro debut out there. What if the listeners don't know you? You had an opportunity to head out to Thailand. You went to Team Quest, Thailand. Same sort of thing that Jeremy Kennedy did back in the day. How did that all come about? How did the the trip to Thailand and working with Team Quest and all that stuff come up for you? Uh, it's funny because actually I was warming up in the cage against Bradley Nicholson. That that fight where I I uh, we headbutted each other. And uh, we were warming up, and Jeremy was in the cage, and I kind of just mentioned to him, I didn't know, I know, I knew of him, but I didn't know who he was, and I just kind of mentioned, hey man, um, I heard you're training out in Thailand, you know, I'll be out there, I'll train with you one day, and we just kind of laughed it off, and then after the fight, the next day, he sent me a message and was just saying, hey man, if you were serious about coming out here, I'll get you a sponsorship, and you can train out here for free, and all that jazz, so I thought it was a great deal, and I took it. I'm on a plane. I was out there in the next couple of weeks. That's pretty awesome. And Thailand, obviously, you know, the the home of Muay Thai, it's obviously brought your striking game to a whole nother level because you said you started off with the jiu-jitsu. You didn't have the stand-up game that a lot of, you know, stand-up fighters have. You go out to Thailand. You own your skills out there. You get your pro debut, beat the guy in 35 seconds, and then come back to fight for Battlefield in impressive fashion beat Jamie Siraj, the title holder. My goodness, like, it's like a storybook almost. Yeah, yeah, it worked out real good for me. I mean, in my only second pro fight, I, you know, took on a big name and won, so it worked out real well. What what was it about Thailand that, what brought you, like you said, you know, you said you were joking around with Jeremy. You said, hey, I'll meet you out there, I'm going to train with you. What was it about the Thai culture that made you want to go out there? I went out there for about uh, a month when I was about 23 or something with one of my buddies, and we just kind of went out there to mess around, to train a little bit and to mess around, you know. And I just fell in love with it once I was out there. The the conveniency of training is, you know, you jump on your scooter and you live two blocks away, and, you know, your only job is to train out there. It's pretty convenient. But out here, you know, there's a lot of distractions. Gas is expensive. Food is expensive. Just you're traveling all the time, you know, it's there's a lot of things on your mind when you're, when you're out here, but out there, it's just, you're just training all day. So it was easy for me to stick around. I'm actually going back, uh, March 25th. Oh, are you? I was going to ask so. you that. So after this fight, you'll be heading back out there. Will you take a fight out there or is it strictly for training? 
Um, well, it'll be right after my fight, so I'm going to be doing a little bit of both. I'm going to be training a little bit, and I'm going to be checking some stuff out. So Nice. And uh, yeah, yeah. obviously with Team Quest still, uh, that that's like your home base out there? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, Team Quest is, is a great place for me to go. Chiang Mai is just awesome up there. Everything's cheap, and the food is delicious, so... I'm dying to go back. So Jeremy gave you that opportunity. He also, as I said earlier, brought you out to Vegas for the, you know, you helped him with that camp, his last camp. You got to utilize the the UFC training institution and whatnot. Man, you, you got to be patting this guy on the shoulder a little bit, eh? Jeremy, oh, he's my boy. I've told him a million times I can't, I, I don't appreciate it enough, you know. Uh, <laughs> everything he's done for me, he's, he's really helped me. And, and he's just, so humble and, and nice about it. He, you know, he doesn't hold anything over your head, nothing like that. He's just, he's a great guy, you know. So uh, yeah, he, he he's the man. I definitely have a, uh, you know, I definitely owe him quite a bit. What was that experience like out, out in Vegas? The the from the looks of it, I haven't been out to the the training center myself, but from the looks of it, it's super friggin' high level. Yeah, I mean they had they had everything: cryotherapy, they had um, massage table set up they had a ice bath right next to the sauna right next to the uh, hot tub you know um snacks were all free which i loved (laughs) protein drinks all that stuff was free and then they had like a cafeteria that where you can actually order your meals from and that was only like five bucks you know and then you're just walking around and there's all these top level fighters walking around you know i was greeted by forrest griffin so that was pretty cool just that kind of stuff is cool right um but just training out there is nice because everything's kind of close. You know, you can go to Extreme Couture, you can go to Cabrina, you can go to the Institute. So it, it was pretty nice training out there. I'd love to go back out there and do it again. Yeah, I, you speak of Cabrina. I see that you've, you know, when you've been traveling down to the Lower Mainland here, you've been throwing the gi on quite a bit lately, eh? Yeah, I have been. It's it's been helping a lot down at Rolls Academy. Uh, you know, training with Philippe, the guy is just. You know, he's one of the black belts, best black belts around. So training on the, in the gi, it's a little tough for me, but I'm, I'm actually really enjoying it. It's pretty fun. Is that something that you, that you want to take part in, like, outside of MMA, is, is the grappling scene? Uh, I mean, not really, you know. I, I'm not too big into, into the tournaments or anything, but, you know, I just want to keep plugging away with my gi on and, you know, eventually get the black belt, you know, but I'm not thinking about that for a long time. For sure. But, so, uh, you so, got to have the gi on to get that. Yeah, definitely. So Thailand, Vegas for that, you got your 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 home base at Sound. Is is there any other dream place that you would like to travel to to train? Like do you, are you a fan of cross training with with other clubs? Like do you think that that will help you grow in the sport? What what's a dream facility uh, for you to train at? I, yeah, I definitely think training at different facilities is a huge uh, advantage. There's, there's so many fighters, especially in the city, that, that don't do that. I think a lot of trainers don't want their students going and training at other gyms. It doesn't really make any sense to me. I mean, you have to get out of your comfort zone in this sport, and you have to train with the top, the best guys you can find. You know, And I've been doing that. I've been going down to Langley all the time and training with those guys. Um, but as for a top gym, I don't really have one on my mind but i would like to go to japan i think that would be pretty cool to go out there i wouldn't mind going to brazil either and and i know i just said i wasn't into the jiu-jitsu tournament but it would be cool out there to have one you know just to say you've done it right for sure all right as i said you'll take on carlos galvan main event battlefield fight league 54 
your brother said your brother watched the fight. He had an opportunity to check it out. He was standing behind me while that fight was happening. I believe you said you watched it on pay per view. What do you think this guy brings to the table that some of your past opponents haven't? Um, most of my past opponents were, were, were more grapplers, I'd say, you know, and, and he's more into the striking, you know, which, which will be fun for me since I'm a striker as well. Um, but, uh, you know, he's left-handed, I'm left-handed, these little things like that make it an interesting fight. So, uh, but I, you know, I, I've, I've, I've had tons of fights now. There's not much that I haven't seen at this point, so. You know, it's just another fight, another day. You get this one over and done with. It'll be your first fight of 2018. You had two in 2017. What What's your goal for the amount of fights that you'd like to have in this calendar year? Uh, you know, I've been talking to my brother, and we want to get up to about 7-0 and by the end of this year, hopefully. So, you know, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Um, at, at least three fights, I'm thinking, this year we're shooting for nice well let's move away from the sport itself i got a couple questions to ask you here before i let you go you talked about you know obviously you were visualizing there you and your brother spoke seven and oh is, is your goal for the following year to move into 2019 if you were looking at yourself after mma what would you want people to remember the name cole smith as um you mean in the sport Yes, as just if if someone were to look up Cole Smith on Wikipedia for per se, what would they want? Yeah. It, what would you want it to say? Uh, I mean, I want to I want to crack off a lot of fights in my career. So you know, I want to have a lot of boxing fights, MMA fights, Muay Thai fights. So you know, I, I would like them to say, "Wow, this guy's fucking fought a lot of times, man. This guy must be tough." So uh, that that's what I think. <laughs> I just want to crack off lots of fights. <laughs> you know, it's always badass when you hear of, of guys like tie fighters and they've had like 300 fights. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, dang, that's awesome. Like, you don't even need to know their record. It doesn't matter. He's had 300 fights. It just sounds awesome, you know? So I wouldn't mind something like that. That'd be pretty sick. Definitely. But so, I got to go back out to Thailand and yeah. <laughs> uh, crank off a bunch more, I guess. <laughs> One every weekend or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So you, you speak about that. You speak about you want to be the guy known as that. If Cole Smith were a notable name, a household name, who would you want to play you in your live action film? Who would I want to play myself? Yeah. Which actor? Uh, what what actor? Uh, I guess even though he's kind of a skinny little geek, Leonardo DiCaprio. I mean, I love him as an actor. He's awesome, but he's not like a badass or anything. But he kind of... I guess we have the same blonde hair and stuff. I don't know. <laughs> I guess I would go with him, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> That's not a bad one. I mean, he takes on, he takes okay? on his roles, right? Answer? I don't know. You never What's know. That? He takes on his roles. Yeah, he never, he, he might get into yeah, yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Maybe he'll yeah, start training or thinking. something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know, man. That's a hard one, but... <laughs> <laughs> you had to answer it. You had to give something. And, yeah, and yeah. at least you didn't pick like yeah, some super ugly guy or something. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's what I was thinking, you know. At least he's handsome. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man, that's hilarious. All right, finally, before mm. I let you go here, how do you see the fight playing out? How how do you see yourself getting your hand raised at Battlefield Fight League 54? I mean, I have I have lots of ways of winning, you know. Um, 
in my fights. I, I don't have just one way of winning. So I, I really, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I'm going to win, but it's, it's going to happen. I'm going to win and I'm going to get my hand raised and that's going to be it. I wish I could give you an exact answer, but I can't. I'm glad you didn't because I actually, yeah. I actually hate asking that question. I know people yeah, like yeah. to, I know people like to hear it. People like mm-hmm. to hear the answer to that question, but I hate, I usually hate asking it because no one knows how they want to win the fight. I mean, you, you obviously want to finish. Yeah. You want to finish. You don't want to go all three rounds or all five rounds if you're fighting for the championship like you are. But yeah, no one's, no one's, you know what I mean? Like, it's a stupid question. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's a silly question, but, you know, it has to be, it has to be asked. But, uh, but, yeah, you know, I don't really care how I win, man. There's a lot of people who, who are looking for finishes or they're looking for this and that. Like, I'm not looking for nothing. I'm just, I'm just trying to get in and out and, and leave, you know? So, for sure. Hey, and to set the goes. record straight, to set the record straight, that first time that I interviewed you a long time ago on camera, I know there was talk about me looking at my cell phone while I was talking to you. That wasn't because I was checking text messages or anything. That was because Jay had texted me answers or questions to yeah. ask you. <laughs> All right, well, that you know, you know, I never cared. That was all Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you know, Vinny, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was the one. Like, I was just like, ah, oh, man, fuck, I don't care. I'm an amateur. You know, it is what it is. <laughs> but yeah, don't worry about it, bro. We're we're square. All good, man. I can't wait to see you back in the cage. Hopefully, you do crack off those, uh, you know, four other victories this calendar yeah. year. Get to seven and zero. Big things for the future. Uh, really glad I got to have you on. I will see you at Battlefield Fight League Fifty Four. Good luck, man. Sounds good, man. That was Cole Smith. He takes on Carlos Galvan. Battlefield Fight League Fifty Four main event. Bantam weight championship. What a fight it's going to be. This guy puts on exciting, exciting fights each and every time in the cage. All four of his fights, he's 4-0 at the moment, have been via stoppage, whether it's submission or knockout. They have come either way. Very impressive. Check it out, Battlefield Fight League 54. This does it for another episode of Sucker Radio here on MMASucker.com. I would like to thank my sponsor, ProAmBelts.com. For all your championship belt-related needs, guess what? Wesley Riddle won our MMA sucker fight picks for the calendar year of 2017. He took home a beautiful belt. You can check that out on the MMA sucker Facebook page at MMA Sucka. Yep, not LWOS MMA anymore. That is M M A S U C K A. Follow us on Twitter at MMA Sucka. Follow myself on Twitter at Jeremy Brand six zero four. And to my other sponsor. The Blazers Choice. Check out theblazerschoice.com for all your cannabis-related needs. Whether it's edibles or any of your other related needs, you do not need to fight traffic. You do not need to deal with sketchy street vendors downtown on the downtown east side. They will ship anywhere in Canada, so check them out, theblazerschoice.com. That does it for me. Make sure you check me out next week for another edition of Sucker Radio.